What's up, world? You are now listening to another episode of the Power Post Game Report, where we're here to talk all things power. We are here to talk about episode eight, season two, book four, Force, titled Dead Reckoning. And of course, I am one half of your host, Triple D, and with me, as always, is... This is Carlos D. Man, oh man. Uh, usually, as we called it, many, many seasons... Episode 8 is usually where things tend to hit the fan, and uh, quite a few things hit the fan in this episode. Um, how, did, how did you feel about this one before we get into the, the details? Where, did it meet your expectations? Um, did it leave a little bit lacking? What, what, what are your thoughts? Yeah, um, it, was, it was lacking to me. As much as I was excited about last week, I didn't feel that same excitement this week. Um, and it wasn't that like it was a bad episode. Uh, but it just kind of went back to that old formula. I thought they, I thought they had hit a nice stride in episode seven that they didn't really bring to me in episode eight. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm interested to hear your thoughts. What do you think of it? Um, definitely put a couple of characters in into some new lanes. Uh, didn't quite blow me away. Um, of course, there was one part that was slightly spoiled for me because, but it was my fault. Um, I, I put off watching the episode when I should have just watched it on Friday. Uh, but how it goes down is still shocking nonetheless. Uh, but um, yeah, didn't quite knock my socks off, but I wasn't I wasn't necessarily disappointed. Um, and we might as well go ahead and get this out the way. Uh, sticking true to tradition. Um, they will not have an episode this upcoming week. They're going to take one week off. And if I'm not mistaken, they'll be back on the third. Any thoughts on that before we dive in? Uh, no, I think that's just standard now. Um, they must have some type of formula that they know works. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. All right. You ready to dive in? Yep, let's go, man. We can get it. All right, so we pick up literally as we should where things have hit the fan. Um we got Tommy and Vic dealing with uh, Vargas's dead body, um, <clears throat> pretty much in panic mode and slight cleanup mode, uh, trying to find his identification, trying to find things that they know the feds are going to look for. Uh, Vic is also in panic mode because he almost got made and Tommy's asking all the right questions of, um, you know, someone that's dealing with getting rid of a fed, um, and he, you know, question number one is how in the world did they get the drop on you? Um, there's got to be a tracker. And quick thinking on Vic's part. He he kind of finagles it so that it looks like the tracker was in his car. He he, he plays it off um, decently in a panicked state. You know, Tommy obviously buys it. And uh, they're pretty much on, okay, we got to move. Leave the body. They'll think it's a robbery. Um leave his his notepad if you can if we can't find it uh and we gotta we gotta we gotta move because this is insane obviously uh what do, what were your opening thoughts on the the first scene i mean it was pretty good i mean i can't believe tommy fell for that whole uh it's inside the car kind of thing and maybe it's just like the panic of the moment but i feel like he knows he already pointed out like they don't really put trackers inside your car um, he's dealt, he's had a lot of dealings with like task force and stuff in the past, um, but he let it go. Um, and I guess they made the right move. The only thing I think I, they would have probably did a better job is maybe just get rid of the body. Uh, I was kind of thinking, are they going to get rid of it? They're just going to leave it there. Um, but I guess they chose to, to 
just leave it there. And, you know, we'll see if that was a good idea or a bad idea as we go through the episode. So, continuing his panic mode, he goes back to the crib where Maria has, of course, spent the night. Uh, and he's looking for, for bugs. He, you know, he doesn't know how, but better safe than sorry. And there wasn't too much for this scene except for I like that even though she should clearly not be involved with Tommy, um, he he smartly gave her the option. Um, if you ask, I will tell. Uh, but, you know, once I, you know, once you know, you know. So he gives her the option of, you know, having deniability and she smartly takes it. But she well, at least at this point of the episode, she's still in puppy dog love where, you know, she's she's willing to ignore uh, the nonsense that is and could come with this relationship and decides to, you know, stay over. How yeah, do you feel about it? Very that? mature. I mean, I'm on, on both of their parts, on Tommy's part, of offering her the fact that, you know, I do bad stuff. I mean, it's not a secret. He's never kept a secret from that. Um, but he wants to be more open and honest. And he's like, hey, I'll give you any answer you want as long as you are ready for the answer. So basically, don't ask questions that you don't want the answer to. And I think that should be everybody's philosophy across life in general. Yep. If you don't really want to know the answer or you think the answer may... And I'm not saying be blind and oblivious to things because I wouldn't date a person who was uh, involved in legal activity like Tommy is. But just that's a good cause across the board. If you're not ready for the response or you think the response is going to be too hurtful or harmful, uh, I, I suggest don't ask those types of questions. This is true. This is true. So like I said, he's on the move because... Uh, his morning got off to a rocky start, so, you know, she decides to go back to sleep. Uh, so, speaking of sleepovers, Diamond is sleeping over Leon's house. Right. And this, uh, I mean, this way already started with, it. like, what is going on in this episode? Like, he ha- clearly has his own home. She's been to his home. And I get the comfort of being in your own home as well and invite people over. But you have a son who lives with you, who could come home at any moment. Um, Chicago ain't one of those cities where you got to drive 25 miles to get places. You can easily get on the bus or whatever. And you also mention the quasi-boyfriend, husband, whatever he is to her. He also is out of town, she says. But what if he shows up? Why would they even be at her house if they just having this like secret, quick love affair? Uh, so it, it was already throwing me off. I was like, this doesn't even make any sense logistically. And I, I had a lot of it in this episode. But go ahead, what's your thoughts on it? Well, she she made it a point to like say she kind of had everything mapped out from him being out of town to um, Leon sleepover, him not coming back till later. So I don't know if this is her, you know, just taking it cautious on her own part or she's had experience with uh, managing her time uh, in her space. But um, the main thing I took from this was that she she was she's not oblivious to who Diamond is and uh the story behind the the rep behind his name and um he he tries to you know tell her that that's not who i am uh anymore i'm trying to be better uh that's his goal he, he is working on being a better person which it tracks with not you know, really though because it's a, it's a it's a ball face lie he is the head of cbi he is a drug dealer and he's not trying to be any better I mean, obviously he's not running for mayor or nothing like that, but little steps. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can see that he has the desire to be better. Like, he's been trying to do that from, you know, from day one of season one. Like, yeah, he's still, he can't really just walk away from that life. But at the same time, he's trying to, you know, 
be smarter with some of his moves. Um, him taking a, an interest in Leon and mentoring him, uh, the the community thing, and you can see that he he genuinely wants to be better. Like I was like he's he had a ways to go. Had being the operative word, but he I think that's that was the thing. He he was trying to say that he at the time he feels he like any other human being is capable of being more. That was his selling point. Now we know what he's up to, but you know, he's he's trying to talk to this girl that he likes. So he's trying to, you know, put his best foot forward. Um so that was the main thing that I got out of that particular uh scene. Anything with that? No, no. I mean, I just think he's setting a false story because it's not true. Um granted Maybe he's just telling her that. And maybe he really believes he's trying to be a better person, but still engaging in all this activity is not being a better person. Um, so, that's all. We can agree to disagree on that one. So, we got Vic dealing with regret. Um, now, Vic's killed quite a few people in this day, uh, but this one is sticking with him. Yeah, his own um, father. I was like, and that's another thing. I was like, why is he so worked up about this cop? When he literally has killed people, like you said, a bunch of people, and he just killed his own father like two weeks ago. I think this one in particular, he's coming down off the the adrenaline. We're seeing real time him coming down off the adrenaline. Um, spur of the moment, he he went into that situation with his dad, knowing that that was going to be the outcome. Granted, he you know he probably didn't want to be the one to do it, but he had the, you know he had a lifetime of spite built up towards his dad. Uh, this dude, granted, you know, he's on the opposite side. This dude is just a dude doing his job. Um, and he, of course, you know, we also have the 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 fact that he he drops that he has a kid on him. But I think I don't want to say the the agent was necessarily innocent, per se, per se. But it was a spur of the moment, you know, him or me. And he he knowingly killed to a to a degree not necessarily a civilian but a guy on the kind of on the right side of this uh to save himself so that that's what i think he's dealing and the fact that he's a federal agent and this isn't you know this isn't going to go away as quickly as his father where there's a billion other places they could look for mur like murder suspects for his father um the i think it's the weight of mm. yeah the guy that was tailing you ended up dead Right, and, and, then, and, and he knows he did it. Yeah, and then, and as we see in, in the very end of the scene, uh, they are at his door. They knock at his door. They come and say it's time to come in because um, they have found the, uh, the the body of uh, I want to say his name is Garcia. I don't know Vargas. Vargas. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. Anyway, but yeah, you want to try to get into that scene because I think this kind of shows this lady who was she was already on turn up mode. Now she's on super turn up mode. Yeah. Throughout the rest of this episode. And I think she's doing a lot of things recklessly and in the heat of the moment that's going to end up blowing her case. Of course. But go There's ahead. no other way. Yeah. Yeah. No, you, you're absolutely right. There's no other way for this to turn out. Um, if they get lucky and make something stick, it's it's pure writers. Um, but I did I did appreciate the fact that Vic finally called them out. Like, you keep, you keep moving the goalpost. Like, yeah, we know that Vic killed this guy. But realistically, it's like... All this happened because you keep pushing too hard. Furthermore, I got what you asked me to, you know, what you asked me for. Um, granted, he's lying about not knowing what happened to Vargas. Right. But on the surface level, it's like, 
why would I willingly come in? Why would I give you this info if I did it? Um, like right. I'd be I'd be in the wind, realistically. But yeah. and, and, and like you said, it wouldn't even have happened if she wouldn't have been so pressing because she pressed him to wear the wire so fast. She pressed him to have this meeting, and then they had the meeting, and they had to have a second meeting, and like they weren't even you know it was just too much. And I don't know why they had the meeting. I'm still trying to remember why they had the meeting right where he was getting dropped off that night. That part I don't think they really fully explained. Just more heavy-handedness. Yeah. Like, and it was, the crazy thing was, you could see in those previous episodes where Vargas is kind of like, we're doing a bit too much. But I could see, even if it was off-screen, her just being in Vargas' ears, like, now nah, we got to show him who's in charge, so you tell him where to meet right now. Like, mm-hmm. no ifs, ands, or buts. And him just being a good subordinate did what she told him to do. And unfortunately... Here we are. Yeah, that's realistic, um, though. Yeah, but like I also like the fact that uh, her 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 husband or or I don't know what they are, the guy from the detective force that's like he you know pulls into the office like you doing a lot like mm-hmm. I know he's your guy and I know now it's now it's personal because you know they took down a, one of ours but like we got to slow down and. Instead of slowing down, she, as you said, and as we predicted, um, she wants to do the obvious, the op- opposite, excuse me. She wants to, she wants to go heavy on CBI and start pressing them to, to make them slip up. Uh, a sh- uh, quote, a show of force. Mm-hmm. Quote. Um, anything, any more on that before we proceed? No, nah, no, nah, we can go. So we get a real quick scene back at, uh, Tommy's place where, or it's either Tommy's place or Jannard, or not Jannard, uh, Diamond's spot under the, um, the, the barbershop. Under the barbershop. But still, uh, why they move product and drugs and stuff out of there drives me insane as well. Like, they yeah. know that P.O. on his ass, and they just constantly down that basement doing God knows what. But go yeah. ahead. Yeah. Um, they're, you know, Tommy breaks the news that, like, yeah, things have gotten hot, um, but we still need to pr- push forward. Um, and out of chaos comes opportunity. Um, and this is where a bunch of the conflicts that arise from this plan could have been avoided if they hadn't, or could have at least been brought up later, um, if they hadn't made Tommy go back to season one, where his, he's, move, he's doing too much too fast. Um, he wants to meet with the DSDs. Um, and... He wants to meet with Che directly. He wants to talk to Che. Uh, so it's just like, you know, Diamond's Diamond's kind of on board with the DSDs, even though, you know, he's not, they had bad blood. Uh, he feels like the, Tommy sells him on the, the, the bigger picture being worth the, the compromise. Uh, but yeah, it, it would lead to problems later on. What, what were you feeling? Hold on, say it one more time. Um, just the the fact that he's he's still trying to push a little too hard with the, the expansion. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, that, you know, that's been his MO since they started. Um, it's all about this giant expansion, 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 make this money, 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 which I still don't understand because they never actually show Tommy enjoying any money. I don't know. Like, I think he's just in this game because it's all he knows because he's always talking about how much money they're making, but you never, like, see him, like, doing anything fun. Um, or like living a lavish lifestyle. So I, I'm, I'm just confused by his motive all the time. I get his money and I get his, the power of it all, 
Um, but I wish they would just show him like indulging in something. That's something that you normally see in these types of movies and TV shows. But I think even going back to the first one, other than maybe his car, you never really saw Tommy enjoying any of the fruits of all his labor, so all his work. Um, Truthfully, Ghost either. He yeah. was handling business, but like at most, Tasha was he had like that soft. penthouse, and he had yeah. like a family, and they had nice stuff. Tommy always be living in these law. I mean, they be some bad law. Like I would like, like if I was a single person, I love uh, not a single person, but if I was like a young rich, I don't know, he probably older. I don't know how he is, but if I was him, if I was yeah, get him, I know what you mean. I would have similar things. I would have like that big loft with the pool table and limb room without you know no, no furniture other than that. Um, but yeah, I, I just don't get it. But I, I, that's off track. Go ahead. No, 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 you're good. It, you know, we're pretty much just echoing the same sentiment about pushing boundaries. So speaking of pushing boundaries, Claudia never learns. Um, it starts off as just an idea from her buddy Elise as far as setting up uh, some of these other club properties. Claudia just goes and does it. So, I mean, I guess it was a good thing that she at least came clean to Shanti. But she's doing the exact same thing. And it's funny that this kind of came up. Um, so I watched the episode the other day. I want to say Sunday. And after that, just killing time, like if I were driving or sometimes in the gym, um, I've, I went back and listened to some of our older episodes. Mm-hmm. Just to listen, you know, see how far we've come. Um, and some of our theories, some of them that panned out, some of them that were way off. And that was one, that was a, a big thing about season one that Claudia does not know when to stay in bounds, and she still doesn't because she almost blows it with with Shanti, where it's just like okay, first of all, not only did you have the idea of expanding to other territories, you went and did it, and you brought in another player mm-hmm. in your buddy who knows nothing about this. Um. It's just Claudia, as always, being not necessarily too ambitious, but too too impatient for her ambitions. How did you feel about that one? Yeah, I think you just hit the nail on the head. I think she has a lot of bold ideas and a lot of desire, and probably a lot of it comes from the fact that she was held back so long. Um, and now that she's like truly free to kind of like make these things happen, but even before then, she was always trying to desperate to prove herself and prove, I guess, her her worth in the game. Um, but it, it, like we've seen throughout the history of we've known her, it always backfires. So I wish she would learn to calm down and chill out and like just go with the flow. Um, and if she does that, she probably could be successful long term. Uh, but also, I like the way Shanti handled it. She was like, "Look, if we gonna be partners, we gonna be partners." Um, and I think she basically said, "Don't make me whoop your ass" or something like that. If you, if you, uh, pretty much, if you lie to me again or something like that. And I think, I think she needs that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but I, not the ass whooping, but just like somebody that's stern, um, but without being like belittling like her father was. Yeah. Because yeah. Sha- Shanti was stern with her, like the fact, like, if this is going to work, we need to be on the same page. Um, but she didn't like, like, her father, like, really undercut her and do it badly. So I think she needs a strong hand. She's not ready to be the only person running things. At all. I mean, I don't know. Sometimes ass whooping helps. Hey, maybe. Uh, so we these scenes keep giving the perfect segues into each other's scenes. So speaking of people who need to learn how to slow down and pull the pedal, pull the foot off the pedal just a little bit. Why don't you talk about Agent Marks introducing herself to Tommy? 
Yeah. Um, so she clearly making it personal. And we've seen going back to season, the first season, whenever the AUSAs start getting personal, they start making mistakes and blowing things up. Um, but she basically blew up her whole thing. Uh, they really don't have no full concrete evidence. They do have him as a, as a kind of a witness. I'm not a witness. Um, a suspect. And they know he's involved in a lot of stuff. But they don't really have anything full on him. And she's already blowing up the fact that he's in their crosshairs. Um, so she, this overbutton thing of force, not that they like jacked him up, but she made it fully know he's on their radar. They're looking to try to get him. But he already knows she's, she's bluffing. Because if not, the police don't come and talk to you um, unless they fishing. If they got something on you, they come in with cuffs to take you away, like he said. Um, even though I still don't understand how the fact that they mentioned the fact he faked his death in New York, and there's no consequences for that. Yeah, that's yeah. That's they could arrest him just for that and say we send you back to New York. You faked your death. Yeah. New York is looking for you, but they don't do it, and he just is free to walk the street. Uh, so there's another thing that just frustrated me about this episode. They 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 sometimes live in, and we get it. It's a TV show. But they sometimes live in this world of like the reality, but then they also play with it so loosely, it, it sometimes makes it less enjoyable for me. But what'd you think of um what's her name? Agent? Marks. Marks. Yeah, she said she even said in the scene. Um I guess she's not an agent. She's a it's a USA? She's a, a, I think a so. US attorney. Um yeah. but whatever. But no, you you absolutely called it. Like this was and I hadn't even really thought about it until you said it just now, but yeah, she she pretty much wasted a flex um, because, like you said, I don't think I would assume that like a lot of federal agents don't do that to suspects. They don't just run up on them in the street and be like, hey, I'm watching you. Um, nah, they they sit back and they're pretty much ghosts until it's time to move in. But no, like, you know, TV, of course. But yeah, the fact that I hadn't even considered that the fact that he's listed as dead you have you have proven that he is clearly not dead and left him alive, left them un like not alive, but like left him un unapprehended. That's a big hole. <laughs> that is a big hole. I feel like if this guy came across your radar as someone who's supposed to be deceased and then you find him states away from where he was, quote unquote, listed as deceased, you I feel like you're almost obligated to bring him in for questioning. I would think. Um lawyer buddies lawyer listeners let us know what you think if that's actually a real thing uh so we get some really quick scenes after that we get tommy checking up on vic uh which is pretty straightforward vic is freaking out rightfully so um he also lets him know that the the feds paid him a visit you you got anything on that not only that he tried to make it seem like Gernard and, and his sister was probably behind it um, you know, it was a good, I guess, I guess a good tactic by him to throw Tommy off the scent because we know Tommy's a madman. Yeah. We get a quick scene with the barbershop that, um, again, I was, again, I was listening to the, the past episodes, the barbershop that just recently started getting customers because in that first season, no one was getting their hair cut. Right. Um, and staff too, because now they got the old man who makes his little funny commentary once in a while, but also looks out. Yeah. Uh, we get a visit from the parole officer. And uh, he's, you know, doing this. He's he's gen. He's a little bit proud of uh, Samson, which you know, he's he's put on a, a good front, which some of it was genuine, uh, but also, but he he notices the bag again, because uh, this isn't the first time he's come through there and he's seen somebody come out the back with a bag in their hand. Um, so, 
he just kind of tells him that, like, hey, you know, he's kind of loosening up the leash. No piss mm-hmm. test. Just wanted to come by and check on you and tell you how good of a job you're doing. And we see Diamond again contemplating. And I didn't see the episode going the way it did by the end. But you see sort of like him having that 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 inkling of, you know what, maybe maybe I could be Nino Brown and give out turkeys at Thanksgiving. You know, like I'm, the business is the business, but maybe I don't have to be, you know, complete death and destruction. Maybe I maybe I can do a little bit of good with this blood money. Uh, you know, you see him considering it. Uh, anything on the PO visit? No, no, I just think that it was a stand-up move by the PO to like acknowledge, hey, uh, you're doing well. And that's what a lot of people who have been in the system need. They don't need you constantly on their ass. They need to also let you know, hey, you're doing better. And I'm, you know, proud of you because a lot of them don't get that. Um, so it was, it was good that the brother was at least giving him a chance after how hard he had been when we first were introduced to him. Right. Uh, our next scene, it was, it was pretty much just Tommy's, Tommy's ambition coming back to bite him. For whatever reason, Chavo is meeting with Miguel. Um, well, no, Miguel is actually trying to bury the hatchet and extend partnership to Chavo. Um, and Chavo accidentally dry snitches that he's actually in part of the coalition with Tommy, uh, to which Miguel responds, well, that's my product you're selling. He was like, oh, well, then technically we're already working together. And this this cements pretty much all of uh, Abuelita, Abuelita's um, concerns that Tommy has been, his moves have been a lot bigger than what appears to the eye. And uh, we see Miguel getting pissed. Um, how did you feel about that particular quick scene? Yeah, I mean, like I said, uh, Tommy's ambitions might be getting a little bit of the best of him. Because um, because as, as we know, as the viewer, to this point, he's been keeping all these coalition stuff behind the scenes. Well, not all the coalition stuff, because he knew that he had combined some gangs. But he didn't know they were going through this person, um, especially after he had just got him cut off from the Serbs. Um, so I think this is this. I think this is just the grandmother's thing coming to be. And we know, as we see throughout the rest of this episode, the, Miguel, the, the tension between Miguel and Tommy just keep getting higher and higher and something gonna have to happen. Um, and as we know, it's Tommy's show and not Miguel's. So we probably won't be seeing Miguel too much longer. <laughs> right. So uh, we we get a quick scene with, and I, it, it just kind of hit me, but there's so, there's a weird running theme in this particular episode with uh, Jannard and Trucker Hats. Um, I don't know if you picked I up said this. Uh, yeah, they all had like different <laughs> slogans on them. He was wearing a hat in every scene. <laughs> And he's right. worn hats before, but now the the random slogans. Right. Um, each because I was like, okay. At first, I was like, you know, I'm just looking at him. He wears hat. And then, by like the third or fourth time, I'm like, this motherfucker got a hat with a different saying every five minutes. Exactly. And I'm a t-shirt guy. You know, I'm the guy with the t-shirt who always got sayings on it. So I'm like, uh-huh. this man's still in my thing. <laughs> Copy. But yeah, it, I was like, this is interesting. But uh, essentially, he this is a quick scene. Tommy presses just him. Started choking him though. <laughs> right. And I get Janal got to be like subservient, but he didn't even like, I'm sorry, you start choking, but I'm at least push you, punch you or something. We're going to have to do a little tussling. You ain't just going to start choking me. Boss or no boss. But he had to assess the situation. He, he walked yeah, into an ambush. Crazy. He didn't know what Tommy had. He, he already knew Tommy was crazy, but Janard held it down. He and he told him, 
and, and I, the way he did it, the way he he delivered the lines, he he wasn't he wasn't lying. He was like, I'm not I'm not involved. I don't have a I don't have a play with Becky with the good hair, which is true. Technically, it's very <laughs> yes. Technically, this is very true, uh, but. It's only a matter of time before Tommy figures out. You got, you want to talk about that? Um, yeah, I mean, I, you talking about what happens later when he does find out? Oh, no, no. We'll definitely get to that. But did you have anything else on him being pressed? And oh, no, no. To, uh, it was just funny. It was just funny to me when he started choking him. Yeah. Go ahead and talk about Mirkovich visiting Claudia. Uh, so, yeah. So, Claudia, uh, of course, we forgot Claudia was in business with the Serbs. I think she gets her... Uh, the pills that they push in from the Serbs, and then she also gets protection. But I think the only reason she's still alive, even though I don't understand why, because Tommy has beat the Serbs every time he's went up against them. So I don't know all of a sudden he's afraid to just kill Claudia. Other than she's a part of the show, we like her. Um, well, some people like her. Um, but yeah, so he comes to visit, and he, again, lays down the law. It's like um, you secretly, once again, try to go behind his back and um, open up a new business venture without paying the tax. Um, so I think once again, it was her ambition getting ahead of her and then her realizing, look, I'm out here naked. Uh, I, I don't gotta, you know, I have no family. My family is cut off from me. My dad's dead by my own brother's hands. My brother's cut me off. He's not messing with me no more. Um, Tommy's out to kill me. All I have is the Serbs, um, and Shanti. So I need to figure out something, um, to keep them in business and keep them happy. And so unfortunately it means that they're going to tax her a little bit higher. And as we know, the Serbs need the money. Because they're cut off from the cartels thing. I'm sure they got a little other businesses running around. But um, this Viagra Triangle thing must be lucrative to them. What do you think of the scene? Uh, pretty much the same. That Like like we, like we spoke on. Um, another running theme of this episode. Aside from Jannard's trucker hat. Uh, is that a lot of people's ambitions are coming back to bite them. Because they, they didn't look at some of the things. There were some oversights. Um and yeah, she did what she had to do to to stay in business and more importantly, stay alive. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just a smart business move. Uh, so from there, we get a quick scene where Leon stops by and pretty much drops good news that it's his turn to give another speech. And he's going to be on TV. Um, this didn't serve as too much. The only thing is set up was that uh, Diamond has decided he's going to skip the meet with the SODs uh, to to help Leon get ready for this and then right. hopefully watch it. And not, and not to give it away, this one I knew Leon was going to have some troubles. They okay. was they doing too much to build Leon up, make him too involved with him, uh, damn near becoming a father fit, even though he only been known him for a little bit long. I was like, yeah, they they trying to set up, they're going to set up something bad happening to Leon to push Diamond down the road. But this scene really was like, yeah, because... Now, because before he was like, oh, I'm, I'm trying to help him out when I can. But when he started, like, missing the business to do it, I was like, yeah. something's going to happen one way or another. Yeah. Uh, so this is what this was my this was probably my big disappointment of the episode. Uh, we get Kate reappearing. <laughs> and I swear they just be finding random scenes to throw this family dynamic in just because that was literally the only time we saw the, the entire episode. Yeah. And none of the rest of the episode had anything to do with them. Yeah, but harking back to what we were talking about, they, in fact, did let Kate think that they killed Darnell, which is just terrible writing, and it's messed up. 
It's it's completely messed up. And to make matters worse, when she's in this state, she just talks about how, you know, like, how could you let me, how could you let me make a mess of myself over something that wasn't real? To have, to have JP say, you were a mess long before that was, was a terrible choice. Right. Because them letting her think that they killed her grandfather is what caused her relapse, which was messed. Like, I don't know if we're supposed to, we're just supposed to believe that they just didn't think she was actually doing the work, but she was, they, they showed us doing the work and they made her sons terrible, terrible people because they caused a relapse. Like you can't blame her for that. Like yeah. she thought, I mean, it's, it's her responsibility, but in, right. She's going through recovery, and this is the other thing where it's just like, and I'll, I'll just to just to kind of harken on it, and without going scene by scene, this was the other end to like how I like that they're showing Gennard go through withdrawals very well, because there's even scenes where you see him messing with his nose a little bit and kind of fidgeting, mm-hmm. like showing Kate struggling with the work and then completely crashing. But not because she was weak, but because the news she was given was that devastating. Right. Like, it, you know, it's it's obviously, you know. It's, it's two-sided, it's though, because it, yeah. it's still everybody's it's responsibility. responsibility not to do drugs. Right, for sure. It's her responsibility not but, to do them. But as someone who was, like, still in the beginning stages of fighting a, a what? Who God knows how long she did. Probably decades. Stuff. Yeah. To, to hear something is horrifying... It's like obviously you don't want her to do the drugs, but at the same time, that would that's that thought is horrifying. Right. And it's like I don't you know, and she didn't have them. They they weren't there for her. You know, they just kind of let her let her be. Even right. Tommy was like, "This is just what she does." This was the time when she needed someone, and they failed her. And yeah. the writing failed all three of them. Yeah, yeah. So as far as the, the drug thing, I think she has a responsibility in it because um, life is always going to have these setbacks. So you can't say, well, so every time something bad happens, I can, I can just go back to being on drugs. Right. Um, so that's the secondary thing. But the fact that he was indignant about the fact that, uh, forget the drug part of it. You, let's say she didn't relapse. You still let a woman, and she hasn't been no your great mom. mother. Yeah, your mother. And I know she wasn't there for him, but you still let somebody believe that you killed her grandson that you knew she was getting close to or, or who, who she saw as like a second chance because she did do you guys so bad. And then you're mad at her because she actually was mad about that. And she wasn't just, oh, wow, I'm cool with it. And you didn't have to lie to her. You didn't have to tell her. I mean, you could have just said we sent him away. He he, The same thing JP did. Something bad happened. We had to send him away. Uh, we're not going to tell you where it is because you're going to be trying to get him and mess with him and interfere. We don't want you to do it. But to let her think she her her grandson is dead and then when she's like, oh, he's really not dead? How could you do that to me? And you like, bitch, you a mess. Fuck you. That's literally what they did. And yeah. that it was unforgivable. That is silly. Yeah. Like, I, I don't even know. I don't know how you, how that's even pitched. And like, I you know, you know us, we're not professionals and whatnot, but even... Even I got to call out, like, how are you in a writer's room? How do you pitch that and get people to go along with it? Like, this is a good idea. Like, let's go with this option. Yeah, it's just silly. Like, that's just, it's just 
bad planning. Um, and it, it makes it makes both of her sons in this moment look worse than her. Um, oh, about the just, situation, yeah. I mean, she, yeah, about the situation, like, she don't get no sure. free pass because she was oh, a horrible no, no, no. mother. But she was trying to do, you're right, she was trying to do better. She was, it seemed, doing better. And they all seemed to be getting, like, she was really getting close to D-Mac. She was, JP was kind of letting his walls down some. And even Tommy, with the whole ice cream thing, he actually, I feel like they was getting some bond going. And then they just basically did something horrible to her and then act like she's bad because they did something horrible to her. So it, it's a really weird thing. Um, hopefully they find a better way to resolve it. Maybe when D-Mac comes back, they can figure out a way to write this but yeah this was a story not they did they could have did a lot better uh because it literally made no sense to lie to that woman about her son being dead or her grandson being dead right so we get the meat and there's a couple of things i had to pinpoint in this uh this was the, this was the part where i noticed uh Gennard's hat it literally said sorry i was trapping <laughs> um so <laughs> i was like hmm that's interesting uh but this is a full circle moment we get these three back together on a deal, uh, which goes right back to episode one, season one, where these three oh, how they met <laughs> on. Yeah. Um, on a deal that essentially almost goes bad. Um, and these goddamn go serves coming in like John Wick. Oh, man. I'm so sick of this show and these damn crazy shootouts. And I was cool with the shootout just because we hadn't had one since the uh the project getting bombed but the fact that the serbs bust in and they don't take cover at all mirkovich is standing straight up like james bond in the in his intro just just fire yeah and not one person hits him um we get Gennard coming through and saving tommy uh when he he wanted to put him down uh but it works out in their favor sod's like i you know Christmas came early for you. We we in. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now it's pretty much the Serbs versus the world. Um, but again, another broad daylight shooting in a warehouse district. Uh, but main my main thing was just I was just happy. W- I was I thought that was cool that they kind of brought it back full circle mm-hmm. and it ended in a shootout. Um, he is this, this is I think this is the part where oh no that that happens later. Never mind. Um, so this is, this is where things, you know, as you said, things come to fruition. Um, Leon meets up with Diamond and even though I knew that it was going to happen because it got spoiled for me, uh, you know, (laughs) yeah, messing around on Facebook. Um, this was one of those things where it's just like, dang, they, they kind of, you know, they telegraph it because he comes to the barbershop teaches him how to tie a tie you know and he's giving the look like this is what it's like to have a, 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 dad, a good dad a dad and diamond's like oh maybe having kids wouldn't be too bad and this was like this was so this was kind of heartbreaking there's no kind of this was definitely heartbreaking because mm-hmm. we get leon defending himself and sadly um getting shot and because a tough guy with an ego, and not even the tough guy, it was his boy that pulled the trigger. And it just, this, this, this was hard on multiple levels because, you know, good kid, Mad City. Um, and it just kind of rings true for 
what a lot of kids now more so than ever. Um, I want to say, you know, when we were growing up, we I don't think it was as often, but it was very real that sadly. You, a kid could literally lose his life for defending himself and coming out on top, um, which and I don't think people take this in consideration. Like, I think it's it's a it's a big reason why some kids will just keep getting bullied because they see they see firsthand how some of these these kids that they're around all day in grade school or just out in the neighborhood they see how they get when they when they lose and as much as you shouldn't allow bullying some kids in situations like this it's a survival tactic because they don't want to be the you know kids that they can't can't stand taking an L mm-hmm. um, and some of these kids would rather just take the take the bullying if it keeps them alive and it's just it's a sad sad state of affairs and um, down goes Leon unfortunately yeah I mean, it was, uh, uh, I, mean I saw it coming like I said because they were just building the, 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 the relationship too much and I was like something bad gonna happen to the kid um, but he said it, it did suck that way he did it um, because you know, he was just trying to stand up for himself, and um, you're right. Nowadays, you never know who got a gun. There's way too many guns out there. Uh, you know, we don't get into that, all that type of stuff on this show, but, like, it's just crazy. And this this is stuff that happens in real life. There really are people who just lost a fight or um, couldn't take up the loss of a fight or somebody actually standing up to them, and then they go to the extreme. And, you know, we lost Paulie, uh, um, which, you know, and, uh, you know, Losing might Leon, as well I talk think about, diamond. Yeah, might as well talk about. Let's just jump slightly ahead to, to, to when unfortunately we have to we have to see that scene with his mother, mm-hmm. um, and it's 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 even it's even harder because you know in in anger and in grief, Diamond takes the blame, but I felt super bad for Diamond because all he did was teach the kid to defend himself. You know what I mean? He didn't. You know, he didn't send him out there on some gang stuff. It's right. just. He, well, it wasn't like he got shot because he was standing by Diamond. He was trying to kill Diamond. Exactly. Um, but I, if I'm the mother, I feel the same way. Um, you know, granted, he was getting bullied a lot before, but he was coming home every night, and then yeah. you finally hit, you had it. You know, you teach him this confidence, which was definitely good for him. But it. If, if he would have just let him get bullied and they would have just picked on him, they probably would have just pushed him down or something and it kept it moving. He wouldn't have, you know, he wouldn't have been shot. Um, but that's also not really the way to think because you no. can't really, you know, raise people in this world to let people just do bad stuff to them uh, just because something worse could possibly happen. Um, but you also got to remember, that's how we meet the mom. She brings him back to the barbershop and is like, do you think you could teach my son to defend himself? Oh, yeah. Okay. And he goes, yeah. So it's like, you know, I don't, in the in the grief in the immediate grief like i don't fault her for lashing out um but this is this is it's kind of i don't feel like it's anyone's fault but the the kids that pulled the trigger in this situation because it's like they're too weak to understand that like people have a right to defend themselves um and you know their egos had them so high and mighty that they felt that no one could touch them um Leon had every right to defend himself. Mm-hmm. His mom had every right to want him to stand up for himself. 
Diamond had every right to teach that kid to protect himself. So it's like, I feel like I understand the, the grief and the anger, but I feel like in this situation, as us being the guys on the outside looking in, um, the only the only people at fault were those two kids. Oh, yeah. That, they you know, that's, yeah, they did it. They instigated it. They couldn't take their L and and they retaliated. Um, but it was just it's a rough scene. And yes, as you said, this this begins the the downward spiral of uh, Diamond. Um, so that kind of takes that out of it. Um, we get a meeting between Shanti and and Claudia, Claudia trying to do better with the partnership and say, hey, this is the issue with the Serbs. And while Shanti is clearly not a fan of it, even she knows that she, the two of them don't have the muscle or manpower to deal with the Serbs right now. So mm -hmm. peace is the best option. Um, so I, I, I appreciate that, that although she didn't like it, she was she's business savvy enough to say, like, we got to, you know, we got to, we got to play ball. Right. How'd you feel with that real yeah, quick scene? Yeah, I think it's just a little uh, reassuring ear that Claudia needs. So I, I'm, I'm interested to see where this partnership goes. I like these two. I don't know why. I think I like they vibe well together. And I always, I keep thinking they're going to start kissing for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why, but yeah, I, 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 I want to see where they go with this. Oh, man. So, um... That scene is followed by um, Leon's mom uh, making a discovery. Um, this had then there's a quick scene where Shanti uh, lets Jannard in on the fact that the Serbs are are muscling in on their pill territory, um, to which this is the first time we get a little bit of pushback from Jannard just out of frustration, but him understanding like, all right, you know. You've you've been the brains so far, you know. I'm gonna let you cook, um, and she comes up with an idea. We don't see until later, but we'll we'll get to we'll get to that. Let's go ahead and talk about this quinceanera. This yeah, was a mess. This, this thing was all over the place in, in on so many levels. One, if Shay is not from from Chicago, why are they having this party in Chicago? Two, why are they having the party at the drug the drug layer? Or the headquarters of the <laughs> of the, the, the of Miguel, Miguel and them, yeah. right? Why would they have a, a child's part? I mean, she's fifteen, but why would they have it there? Um, there's so many, so many weird conversations. Miguel yeah. and and Maria sitting next to each other, but she's like, "Don't talk to me." Why are you standing so close to him? Why are you even there? You don't know Che. Che is not like your friend. This is all because your brother's business. Why are you even involved in this? Um, so I didn't understand that part of it. Um, then the grandmother starts talking. She's talking to everybody. She and Che are friends or not friends. Um, I can't figure out what's going on. Um, and then finally, crazy ass Tommy shows up to this party <laughs> and just starts talking so weirdly and bizarrely and reckless. And right for one, you, I mean, I get it. He wants to get close to Che, but is this really the place? And, and, and uh, even Miguel was like, "Dog, this is not a place to do business. We're here to like celebrate." And I guess Che weighs him off. He's like, no, it's fine. I'm always open to talk business. Uh, but this, this this scene was a mess from when they first went to the Kinsieri, the location, the talk, the things they're talking about here. Everything associated was weird. And then if we want to go that far to the end, when we when Maria runs out 
and then her and Tommy are talking. Yeah, just arguing out out in public. Right when they're supposed to be trying to keep the relationship a secret, but right. also, like she pursued him over and over, and now she's like, "My brother will kill us both." And then it's also like Tommy was like, "Well, then I'll protect you from your brother," but he, she's like, "Well, I don't want my brother to die." So, uh, what did they think this relationship was going to go? It makes no sense. It was all over the place. What, what are your thoughts on, I guess, all this crazy involvement? This was a wild 10 minutes, um, as you said. Um, there's a slight reconciliation between Maria and Miguel, where she's just like, stay out of my life. Like, I know what you're doing as a big brother. You're trying to protect me, and I get that, but I can handle myself. Um but yeah, the moment, like, I'm watching it, not even, like, I knew it was coming when, when, uh, Maria mentions that Che is coming. I'm thinking, like, at first I'm like, okay, you know, maybe he's gonna catch him somewhere. But then, like, when Tommy mentions it to, to Diamond, I'm like, this dude's gonna go to the quinceanera, which is just stupid. It's just plain bad. And of course, that's what he does. Um, blowing up the, blowing up everything. Cause she's, she's watching from a distance and she's clearly uncomfortable. Um, you've seen what Miguel's capable of. You put your hand in, in liquid nitrogen and, and smash them mm-hmm. like pop rocks. Like w- this is just bad. It's just plain bad. You're, you're pretty much at this point, you're playing in Miguel's face, um, which is essentially what, um, Abuela was, was mad, was like upset with like, this dude is coming for your spot and now it's not even behind your back like to pull something like this and you know for writing's sake they they let Che be into it to 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 fuel the fire for for Miguel but I was just like yeah this was a this was a a a weird and super complicated scene um and kind of complicated for the wrong reasons but yeah this is just gonna cause more turmoil but i don't know if this is tommy feeling himself because he has all the gangs behind him um and maybe he's trying to cut miguel out and be you know the direct connect between miguel and this co i mean excuse me between che and this coalition um which if that i mean we knew that was his goal all along but you you're supposed to handle that more covertly Mm -hmm. because now you've all but told miguel that like this is what i'm doing um and you said everything that needed to be said about them arguing outside. That was just a bad, bad choice. Um, so we get a the the aftermath of that is, and that's been aside from the trucker hats, overstepping boundaries has been the theme of this episode, because Marks pulls up to Maria's crib. She got a nice ass house. Um, right. I was like, that's on a nurse salary. Right. And again, overflexes. But not just over flexes. She drops Keisha's name. Mm-hmm. And that was. That's going to be a touchy subject on a few few levels because she's going to question Tommy about Keisha and Tommy's either going to break down or he's going to flip. How did you feel about that? And what do you think the implications are going to be? Um, it made me think about cash. What he doing right now? <laughs> that was one of the episodes that um that was the last one I listened to while I was in the gym today. I think that was one of us said. I think it was you. He was like, "We found out that Cash is real. He's not a figment of Keisha's imagination." 
He's somewhere oh, right man. there. But yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, once again, she putting on the hard press. Um, so she couldn't you couldn't really rattle Tommy. So she's trying to rattle people close to him, and she knows Maria is close. Um, threaten her with a Rico, basically. Um, they also told her ask about Lakeisha Grant. Um, so we, that's what it's going to be. Tommy's promised to be honest with her. So we're going to see if she's going to bring up that name, even though she right now doesn't know what it is. So I wonder if they're going to go down this path for like, maybe she like does some Google searches and she sees she was murdered and that piques her interest. Or she's just going to be like, hey, the cops came to visit me. They mentioned this name. Let's talk about it. Um, so I'm curious to see where they go with this. You know, I am so over the Maria and Tommy's relationship. Um, this might add an interesting wrinkle, depending on what they do with it. Indeed, indeed. Uh, oh man, sorry, another another tangent. Yeah, um, listening to a bunch of episodes and just seeing how far we've come. I I do this with my my personal podcast every now and then. Like I'll just listen just to see what I've what I need to change. Apparently, for those of you you know who want who are feeling nostalgic. Um, and you want to go back and listen to our podcasts while binge watching uh, Power? Drink every time I go. Indeed, indeed. Um, <laughs> I promise you will have a good time. So um, I've been actively trying not to do it, and I, I think I just I just slipped up a second ago. So Shanti and Jannard come clean. This was her plan. We might as well come clean, but we're gonna flip it to make it look like. And but there was a little bit of truth to it. The timing was off. He was like, "Well, this was my play," which is true. Um, Jannar didn't know about it, which initially was true. But mm-hmm. then he did know about it, um, and he he wanted to come to you because he didn't want you to think we were trying to backstab you, um, and which is also true. And she's like, "Look, I'll cut him loose if you want me to," and kind of playing right into. <laughs> Shanti read The Art of War in the fifth grade because the girl's got it. She has to have it memorized. Right. Um, he, she knows that, if nothing else, Tommy is a decent tactician. Um, he's like, no, you're going to be my inside man for her and the Serbs. You're going to let me know everything that they're doing so that when the time comes, I can, you know, we can move. Uh, so there they bought themselves some time for their grand scheme. How did you feel about how they how they laid that out and how they kind of flipped that predicament they were in. Yeah, I think you you said it pretty well. She must have read some art of war or some type of book on, on strategy because she's been killing it. Uh, these last couple of episodes with Shanti, she's been like making all the right moves. Uh, she's smart. She's uh, strategic. Uh, she, you know, is about her business. Um, I, I'm liking her more and more as we start to get her more than just Jannard's like love interest. Now that we're like trying to flesh her out. Um, yeah, so I, I really sure. I, I like her as a character, and I think she's been doing some pretty good work these last couple of episodes. I wish they would have uh, introduced that a little earlier, um, yeah. but now that they got her rolling, hopefully they can keep her rolling for a while. I hope so. Um, I, I I a thousand percent agree. So there's there's a scene. Well, there's there's a scene. There's a big scene. There's an in between scene, and then it finishes finishes on a big scene. The quick. Let's go over real quick. Uh, Leon's father pops up. It runs up on the PO and tells him that, like, hey, um, you've been working with uh, Diamond Samson um, ever since he came to my son's life. My son now my, he came into my son's life recently, and now my son's dead. So mm-hmm. you know, do with that what you will. Anything on that before we move? No, no, just a man snitching. Yeah, 
which I mean, I know who that man PO is. Exactly. Whatever. TV logic. Um. Right. Um. So we'll skip to the other kind of small scene. Vic gets pressed into snitching on Tommy, even though Tommy (laughs) didn't do it. Right, and and I could tell the dude was like trying to get her to back out, chill out, because. Cause she know he knew that she was crossing the line and going too far, and I think that's gonna be the thing that's gonna end up tripping her up. Like she keeps doing these things, like all the old uh, AUSAs that kind of flirt on the line of being like ethical, maybe legal, maybe not legal. Um, and I think dude was trying to back her out of it, but she she just wouldn't listen. I think she was too far down the path. And um, damn, Vic just just saying anything. He don't care no more. I guess saving himself. Right. Tommy was always on the chopping block for him, but it, this moved up the timetable. Yeah, so I mean, but it's dumb to even. I, you know, I don't. I, I don't think he was thinking through because, like, how does he showcase this down the line? Like, how, how you know if he's called on the stand, how's he gonna? It, 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 we'll see how it turns out. But I don't know if that was in his best interest. He should have kept keeping it stalled out, but he wouldn't. It's fine. Yeah. So that scene concludes with the lawyer that they have pretty much giving Tommy like the heads up that like I can't get in. So yeah. there's there's a CI, someone snitching. So that's the main well that's that was the in between scene. Go ahead and talk about Diamond being in this terrible, terrible place and ride it on out. All right, yeah. So this scene bothered me on so many levels. Um not not the fact that he was upset, of course he was he would be bothered by it. But the fact that he was just like not caring about anything. First, the dude comes in with the drugs and the, and the money. The door is just wide open, not locked. He clearly is not open for business. But every and it's like they just kept leaving that door open. So then he's getting drunk. He pulls drugs and money all over the floor. Tommy comes in. He sees it with drugs and money all over the floor. He still doesn't lock the door. Yeah. And then eventually here comes the P.O. It's like, what is going on? And then that's when he finally wanted to lock the door. After uh, the P.O. met his, his untimely demise. Um... So, it was just, I'm just at home, like, y'all, like, irritate me to no end, and I get it. They want to push the reaction. They need to build to him killing the the PO, but it was just, everything about the logic was like, this is so stupid that they just won't lock that freaking door. Um, But, yeah, sadly, the PO, who was just giving some credit for for being a better guy, a nice guy, uh, he comes in, he sees mountains of cash, he sees dope on the floor, he realizes that uh, Diamond is back to his old ways and he's trying to lock him up. Um, and Tommy does his best to try to talk him out of it, tell him to chill out. Uh, but Diamond says he's not going back. And poor Mr. P.O. guy gets his throat slit. Um, and the, 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 the biggest thing about this was the look on Tommy's face. Yeah. He was so satisfied by the fact that Diamond is fully back and engaged. Um, so that just shows Tommy in the social um, path ways like he's excited that this guy uh, was too you know was it was will stop being distracted like he's just as crazy as him now and I think he thinks it's gonna be in their best interest so um, it was wild um, but Diamond appears to be any like we were talking about earlier any idea of him being a good guy anymore or trying to be better or trying to right his ways it seems that's out the door um, he he's he's lost now. Um, and we'll see if he can come back from it, but he appears to be fully on the dark side now. What are your, what are your thoughts? Uh, yeah, this was a wild scene. Um, you know, the first half of it, we see him just kind of dealing with the fallout and, 
kind of come to, to grips with like, maybe I can't be better. Uh, maybe this is, you know, maybe I'm in too deep. This is who I am. There's no going back. Uh, but yeah, I was, I was just like you. I was just like, they're obviously not locking the door for, for a reason for, you know, plot, but I was just like, we've got to find a better way to make, we've got to find a way to make this a little more believable. Maybe, you know, Tommy walks in and then the PO guy walks in right behind him and he doesn't have time to react. But like the time in between was just, it was just a bit much, but yeah, um, that smirk on Tommy's face when the deed is done, it's, he's excited because he, he's never met this diamond before. Um, Tranquil Diamond is, is probably, his probably dead. Like he, he's probably going to get to see pre pre prison diamond. Mm -hmm. The guy that, that was fine with getting his hands dirty um, without a second thought. Like he's, you know, hopeless diamond, like, okay, let's get back to business. And it, that's what it kind of seems like in the, the preview for the next episode. Um, but yeah, Tommy has, he has another psycho that he can, he can vibe with even more. He already respected Diamond because of the time he's put in and the, the work ethic and the smarts. But now he, he sees another another crazy guy like him. And now he he might he might think he, he has a kindred spirit now because I'm pretty sure at this point Diamond's given up on the the the, the path to, to quote unquote um, blurred righteousness. Um, and yeah, down goes positive PO, which it was rough. We were starting to warm up just a little bit. Uh, but, you know, he couldn't stay around. Um, that'd be a miracle if a parole officer in power actually, you know, survived. Um, and that's where the episode ends. So uh, we got we got one week off and then we got two more to go. And it looks like we're going on on a snitch hunt this next episode. So overall what were your 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 what thoughts were you left with by the end of this episode um i mean like i said it was, it was an okay episode i think it was good i'm just curious to see where they go with all this diamond unleashed um how crazy it's gonna be um vic what's the end game with that and then is this attorney uh has she crossed the line has she gone too far uh so i'm i'm i'm, I'm committed enough to watch these last two episodes to see where they go with this um i didn't like this as much as i liked episode seven um, but it still had a lot of good positive points in it. Any final thoughts? Uh, I'm I'm on the same page. I'm curious to see because it looks like somebody goes down in that preview episode. So I'm I'm curious to see who it is. Um, if it's going to be a big player like Vic or Gennard, um, or who knows, maybe even Diamond as a swerve. Um, I'm I'm also curious to see if Diamond's going to get get back for Leon. Hmm. Um, I mean, especially him witnessing it firsthand i i don't know ruthless diamond might not be above beating the crap out of a kid right um so I'm, I'm curious to see if there's any resolution with that uh not that we need to see leon's mom anymore after this you know i would totally believe her just swearing off of him and you know uh banishing him to you know an eternity of damnation uh, or if maybe she comes back and is just like, you know, either she curses him more or or possibly is like, you know, understand or re has realizations that it's the streets. Like, you know, 
you didn't get my son killed. The streets got my son killed. Mm. Um, how, <laughs> if they connect the dots that the PO was led by, was tipped off by um, Leon's dad. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a ton of there's a ton of options coming. Uh, we we're gonna have a a clear conflict between a few of these points, like you said, um, the Serbs events, everybody, Miguel working on his Tommy issue. Um, they need to just go ahead and and wrap up this this relationship between um, Maria and Tommy, because um, it's 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 kind of nonsensical at this point. Uh, so let's see how they cap that off hopefully they do because at this point they don't need to be together um so like let's not keep holding on to that um and i'm i'm more and more getting into the adventures of uh chicago bonnie and clyde uh but as we stated they're taking a week off so that'll be time for you guys to go back get caught up on episodes of the recap as well as the live show like i said go back even further play that drinking game you won't be disappointed um, you know where to find this episode. You can find it at, under the PLP podcast or Conversations with Carlos D. Um, you could find my podcast under OFFTHA. That's Off the Clock Podcast pretty much everywhere. So as always, we will see you guys in about two weeks. I am one half of your host, Triple D, and he is... It's Carlos D. And we'll see you guys next time.